there. Welcome to the Mini Brains One Heart Podcast. If you're looking for some feel-good stories from people who are changing the world, you've come to the right place. We've got a collection of interviews with some amazing individuals who aren't afraid to share their ups and downs on their journey towards making a difference. Sure, it takes a lot more than one brain to make things happen, but when you've got a group of passionate people working together, there's no limit to what can be accomplished. So grab a seat, sit back, and let's get to the heart of the matter. Okay, my guest today is Donna Kennedy. She has been the executive director for the Vernon Public Art Gallery for the last 14 years. Welcome. This is uh, episode number two, so I'm excited to have you here. How are you? I am really excited to be here. I'm super excited that you're taking on this podcast world. And uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Excellent. Me too. So uh, let's talk about your role and the gallery for starters. Let's talk about, you've been there for 14 years, so let's take us back and when you got started and and, uh, tell us about the gallery a little bit. It has been a journey for sure. Yeah, I started in 2008, November of 2008 is when I started at the gallery. And at that time, the focus was on a new facility. And at that time, it was a a pursuit of a standalone art gallery. So that's what I kind of flew into and learning about the history of it and what came before me and all of the effort that had been put into that pursuit. I knew it was going to be you know, a lot of getting out into the community and talking to the community and really educating them on the need and why it's important for our community and stuff like that. So it's been a long journey since then. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it through there. But along the journey, I've had the pleasure of working with really creative people at the gallery who are artists in their own right and have a passion for what they do. And and, and really spreading visual literacy throughout the community and throughout the region. I love what I get to do and the people that I work with. It's just such a creative and innovative environment to be working in every day that I, that I feel super blessed to be able to work for the Vernon Public Art Gallery. Yeah, and you are, it's not like it's always been easy to, in, to try and educate the public on art. Right. As you know, it's always been a bit of a challenge. But what's changed since you started? What has you have you seen has changed in your industry specifically and the perception of the gallery to the community? Yeah, I think I noticed early on that, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, the you know, there's just not the public will there and that type of thing. And so I sought out to find out if that was true and find out if the political will was there. And and that really led me to get involved with the Chamber of Commerce. And so I wound up being on their board of directors for seven years. My last year I was president. And, you know, I really took that time to delve into the, the business community, educate them more on the benefits of having arts and culture in a community and how it benefits, you know, that, that innovation and everything that we're looking for in modern day business. And so I think we were really successful in, in you know, um, connecting up with the business community. And, and I really feel that, that a lot of them do recognize, you know, the value that arts and culture does bring to a community on an economic basis. As, as well as just, you know, the, the really thinking outside the box that, 
people that that are exposed to lots of arts, arts and culture tend to think outside the box. And, and that's what our exhibitions and everything are about, is to challenge people to not just look at the surface, but to dig deeper in what was the artist trying to do with this, this piece of work or what are they trying to challenge you with? Especially, you know, in this day and age where so much media comes in front of us through social media and, you know, you get those snippets and they're definitely not deep dives, right? It's image, image, you know, real here, real there. And it's not diving deep into anything. So I think that's where the arts really brings you back to that point where you take the time you you really embrace it and you you do the deeper dive and i think that it's a good reminder for us with all of this all of this noise that we have about us through social media and and all of the other things that it that it brings you back to that point where okay what is this in front of me and what are they really trying to tell us because art is language it's just a visual language and it's just a different way of communicating messages that's really what we try and do with the gallery is is to provide that visual literacy out into the community and and show that there's different ways of communicating messages and the importance of you know digging below the surface to find out what's really there you're right and and it, the world is so noisy right yeah. now too yeah. like you were touching on that it's just there we are just bombarded with with everything from constant feeds off of our screens. And I think it's important for people to look a little bit deeper, like you say, take the time and listen, yeah. or go in and see what is happening. Particularly, like, is it unusual for a city of this size to have a public art gallery? Like, is it is that typical or is that kind of a... Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that there's, there's different evolutionary periods of galleries. I think it's quite typical to have a gallery you know, I mean, there's there's some that are a lot smaller and, and are more about, you know, sharing local art. And then when you get to the professional level that we are, we are considered a museum because we because we you know, we have a collection and the collection contains art that represents, you know, significant art practices that were happening at different points throughout our gallery's operation. So because we are considered a museum where we're kind of at, at that level where we have a lot of different professional practices that we have to follow. But, you know, we weren't always that level, right? right. I mean, we started out, we are the oldest art gallery in the interior. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, that surprises a lot of people. I don't think I knew that, actually. Yeah, no, wow. it's, it surprises a lot of people. But but it started out as a traveling picture show. And, you know, and then it, it gradually evolved and and now we are a recognized professional public art gallery, and we're doing good award-winning curatorial work, which we're very proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that I think it was smart of you to take that initiative and go into the business community, wearing wearing that hat at the at the chamber, but also wearing your hat as uh, the executive director of the art gallery, because you know merging arts and culture with business and and helping people to understand the economic benefits of an art gallery and, and having arts and culture in our city, as you know, because you've been working on a lot of different things yeah. over the years. But bringing that sort of awareness to the business community, I think that's how you manage to sort of uh, fuse these really important business connections and sponsors and, and, and supporters from the business community of the art gallery, because that's 
how the art gallery you know generates revenue is through fundraising too, right? And and I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what my background was before the gallery. They, right. They see Let's me as they, they, they see me as the gallery girl, right? right. And um, right. you know, before that time, I mean, the first half of my career. I would say I, I was involved with, you know, the social services injury prevention industry um, when I lived up north, was very involved with that um, before I went into business for myself and I, and I did a lot of work up there with the Chamber of Commerce. So I've done a lot of outreach, community outreach work. And so when I came into the gallery, I recognized that, that that's really what we were needing as an organization. We were doing a lot of good work, but the community was so unaware of what was happening there and really what our purpose was. So so I really, you know, embraced the idea of doing community outreach, getting involved not only with the chamber, but a lot of different, you know, different committees and stuff, the tourism commission and mm-hmm. lots of different things just to reach out and and make sure that the gallery is relevant to our community. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're we're not participating in the in the different um the different activities that are going on, you know, partnering up with different organizations, then it's going to be a very insular type organization. Mm-hmm. And and I think we've been quite successful with that. We certainly, you know, have more visibility out there. We have a lot, lot more people that understand, you know, are gaining an understanding of, of the role that we play, you know, and, and there's different, you know, we have different we also have Gallery Vertigo, which serves a pur- purpose, but a very different purpose from mm-hmm. us. And, you know, and then we have more commercial gallery like Headbones Gallery. And so there's different types of, institu- you know, different types of organizations. And I'd, I'd say that we're an institution because we are there for the public. That is our mandate. We are there to provide a service to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different things, obviously, commercial Galleries are a for-profit business, and and they're there to buy and sell art. That's the purpose. And people will sometimes come into the gallery and say, "Well, how much is that art?" And it and we tell them, "Well, it's not for sale. The art is here, you know, as an education tool, as you know, an inspiration tool, and as an opportunity for people to come in and explore." So, so that is a nonstop, ongoing piece of education that we are always doing, is you know, talking about what it is that public art galleries do and the important role that they play in the community. Mm-hmm. I can see that uh, being a misconception sometimes yeah. about, well, it's an art gallery and you're there, they're selling art. and yeah. But really, uh, you're, you know, and maybe that, let's talk about how you do that. How do you bring uh, these exhibits in? Like, how do you choose those and and which ones come through? And, and maybe a little bit of clarity around yeah. how that happens. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're an artist and you're selling your art, well, you would approach a gallery and they would represent you and then they would hang your stuff and then they would sell your stuff and get a commission. And then and, and, and that and that would be a commercial gallery. That's a commercial gallery. And that's a, that's a for-profit, yeah. you know, business. And that's great. Right. They, they have a great role to Absolutely, play. Absolutely, yeah. The artists that exhibit at uh, a public art gallery tend to be looking at art not for the commercial purpose, you know, and the commercial purpose tends to be all paint what I think the public is going to purchase, right? Right. And that's right. great. Something that, viable, commercially right. viable. And, and right, and that's great. That serves a purpose. And, you know, coming at it from our perspective, so artists will put in a proposal to us about a body of work. So it's not 
we're not just looking at an individual piece of art, we're looking at a body of work where they were trying to communicate something. So whether that was they were experimenting with different methods of working with a particular medium, or if they are taking on a political message that they think we should look at from a mm -hmm. different perspective. You know, so really the sky is the limit. So they actually, they really have to put together their thought process, that deeper dive I was talking about, right. because that body of work is trying to tell a story through the visual arts, through the visual lens. So that's how we approach that. So, you know, if someone was to approach us with, you know, a series of pretty pictures, well, well, what does this body of work, what is it trying to tell us? So it has to be beyond, you know, that, that commercial intent right. because we're not a commercial gallery. We're there for a different purpose. So, so there has to be a lot of thought as to what is going into those exhibitions. What is it that's tr trying to be portrayed? And then from that point, from the proposals and sometimes from, from us being exposed to artists that are out there across Canada, we will seek out an artist to bring in their work because we feel it's important. And we, right. you know, okay. and it's an opportunity for members of our community who can't travel to see that artist. We bring that art e here right. so that people have the opportunity to witness what's being done in other parts of Canada. As yeah, well. that's a good point, too, because there would be things happening in other centers, you know, yeah. other cities and other galleries where they've got you maybe we wouldn't have access to that yeah. if we didn't have a public art gallery, but because you we we have the Vernon Public Art Gallery, we can access those kinds of things that you wouldn't actually yeah. see unless you went to Calgary or Edmonton or Toronto. Exactly. And the exciting thing, the exciting mm -hmm. thing with the new facility is that opens us up even more. Right. You know, I mean, right now we are quite limited. I mean, we can still bring in artists from across Canada, but we can't necessarily tap into some of those really special exhibitions that our national gallery and our provincial galleries have because we just don't have the building and we right. can't we can't guarantee that we'll keep the art safe when we have stuff leaking from the parkade and when right. we have floods happening and, and things yeah, like the that. So, <laughs> just not there for that. Oh. <laughs> so I can say we're a little bit excited to get into that new facility. <laughs> and, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because that's something you've been working on oh. for a while. In fact, I did a stint on the board with the gallery yeah. early early times when I first moved here and uh, there was talk about a new facility back then before yeah. the library. Yes, it was 1986 actually. Oh, that's I have, when it first started? I have the letter in my office where, <laughs> wow. and, and that's before my oh, time, but, my, I, yeah, mine but, too. but I have the history binder. And in 1986, the gallery received um, a grant from the province, part of the Expo Legacy Fund. That was the first you know, back in the day, it was, you know, um, one third provincial, one third municipal, one third federal to get capital right. projects going. And so, you know, the gallery got $500,000 towards building a new gallery. Wow. But that was before the library, right? And so mm -hmm. there was obviously communication that happened. And I'm just kind of summarizing because I wasn't mm -hmm. there. But, right. you know, and discussion around, well, the community feels that that we maybe need a library first so can we transfer this money to the library and then that was what the letter was and within five years we will have you in a purpose-built gallery well that was 1986 oh, wow. so um <laughs> fast forward <laughs> a couple more decades <laughs> so it's been a long long haul yeah it's it's and it's been i have to say it's been an interesting journey i've worked on a couple of capital projects in other communities yeah. so so it's been an interesting journey you know i think Again, it's that education piece. A lot of people assume that 
because the art gallery is in Vernon, it falls under the city. Well, we don't. We fall under Greater Vernon Services, which is a subcommittee of the regional district. Right. <laughs> so, so it, it adds, it adds to the layers of, you know, <laughs> and, and when I was first um, reaching out and working on the project, at that time, it wasn't really solidified who wanted to own culture, right? right? It was kind of at the regional district, but when we would go to the regional district and present it, they're like, oh, but you need to go and ask the city this. And so then we'd present to city council and then we'd be bounced back there. Right. And so it was a lot of bouncing around. You know, we got approved for a referendum once and then it got pulled back and said, no, we've changed our minds. We want to go this route. And so then... Let's go back to the referendum for a minute because that was presented to you uh, being the executive director at that yeah. time to say, okay, let's do a yes campaign. This was before that referendum. Oh, this is before that? That was before oh, that referendum. Oh, there was another one. Okay. Well, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't go forward. Go. It didn't oh. actually go forward. So no, this, this particular one we got, it was funny because I think this was the time that I went to present to GVAC after having been called into the gallery early at seven in the morning because we had been completely flooded. And at that time we had no furnace. So it was winter, it was December. We had no furnace. We were all working in there in gloves around space heaters. And then the whole place flooded because oh. the water main went out front. And uh, <laughs> and so then I got to go and present to, to GVAC. Oh, and wow. anyways, it was lots of entertaining things happen at the gallery. <laughs> I always think that we should do a behind the scenes, you know, a little. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> so anyways, um, so they approved us to go to a referendum for a standalone gallery. And that was when the flower shop had been purchased for the idea of putting the art gallery there. So then that was approved. Okay, you guys can go. And then at the next meeting, it was reversed and decided, no, we're going to take a different direction. And then from there, we dove into the arts and culture master plan. And mm -hmm. and then that's where from that, um, the politicians decided, no, we don't want to build any standalone. We want to only build multipurpose. And so, right. so that is why we're now going forward as the cultural center mm -hmm. that will house, you know, um, different purposes. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so that yes campaign, the I think that was the first yeah. thing I worked on with you yes, on that yeah. through Spring. But that was uh, what year was that again? That was uh, <sighs> was that was it 2018? 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, yeah. that was you're presented with that challenge to convince yeah. this community yeah. to say yes. I mean, you know, I didn't have a doubt that the community would say yes. Right. You know, I knew we had done the work before that. Right. I knew right. that we had done the work. I knew we had done the outreach. We had been relentless at, at, at pushing this project, at, at really communicating with the public, finding out where their concerns were. I was confident going into that, you know. We pulled in brilliant people like yourself. We pulled in the rock stars that, that made it happen. It is because of the community that that happened. Did we surprise a few people? I think we did. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I was surprised. I mean, I didn't want to be a doubter, but at the same time, I was like, I was really hoping this community was going to, you know, uh, yeah. vote with their heart, you know, yeah. and, and think about it a bit at a big, at a, from a higher level. And, yeah. and uh, 
Wow, that was, I mean, that was exciting it, that night. In, it was, uh, it was a fun process. Yeah. Yes, came through and it was almost like that was the most important thing from that election. Yeah. Uh, was whether that was going to happen or not. So that was a big achievement. I mean, that yeah. was, uh, and that was based on the work you had been doing yeah. all along up to leading up to that point. It, exactly. Working with the community, and, working with the business community. Yeah. And, and, and I think that was maybe not recognized by certain partners, the amount of work that, that the gallery had been doing mm -hmm. on that deep level to, to really reach out to, you know, reach out to all of those different facets of the community. Mm -hmm. And I think the successful rec recognition was a recognition of that work that we did. Mm -hmm. So I'm very proud of, of yeah, everybody that, be. that put yeah. in the, put in the time and the effort, you know, there's so many people that came before me right. that, that did, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the grass grassroots stuff as well. Like there's just, so many people to thank for making it a successful referendum. You know, I mean, years before me, you know, I was right. just the latest one that that was right. plowing it through. And, and I kind of have a motto that, you know, I mean, it's never no, you find ways around it and mm -hmm. you find solutions mm -hmm. and you, and you, you, you continue on. And our city's evolving, yeah. you know, it is, the yeah. community's evolving. It's, you know, we've got a lot of new implants from other places who are expecting and, and would like more, arts and culture here and I think that has a lot to do with I think there's a shift in, in who's here what the voters want too yeah. right so yeah. no so for it's sure nice to see that too and and the interesting thing and this is what I love about about the arts and and I say the deeper dive mm -hmm. you know because at different times it will it will bring out those conversations like quite often we'll have these community conversations in the gallery that, you know, if there's a particular exhibition that brings up, you know, a relevant topic to the community, like when cannabis was being being legalized and mm -hmm. stuff like that, we had an exhibition on cannabis and we had a community conversation and, and the community came out in force to come in and have that conversation. And I was like, oh, you know, is there going to be a lot of pushback? Is there? And you know what? It, it was it was so interesting and so surprising of the, you know, the comments that came out. So we had a panel discussion with yeah. people from the university. And and so we'll do that on different topics like food sovereignty or, you know, we had the latest one was on hard of hearing. But it really brings out different segments and opinions of our community. Mm -hmm. And so this definitely brings up behind the mask. Right. Because did that bring out the conversation wow. in our community? Did it ever. And did that, it, you know, really, really highlighted for me, and, and I hope for a lot of other people, that yes, there are people on, on both sides of, you know, pro, do we want to progress? Do we want to, you know, stay, stay to our historical roots? Mm -hmm. Where do we want to be on that spectrum of things? Mm -hmm. and, and that particular project, brought the voices out in force although it was painful on my part <laughs> you know I, I I am I am still I and I will continue to be so proud of that project yeah and and what it brought to light for our community and the conversations that came out of that you know it's and and you know it hasn't stopped you know the project is not done yet. We're still doing things be behind the scenes to to bring closure to that project. Let's maybe uh, explain what behind the mask is because there might oh, be okay. people listening yes, that don't yeah. really know what we're talking about. You and I know really well yeah. what we're talking about, but explain what behind the mask. Go back to when you were bringing behind the mask here and what the goal was and yeah. what you saw 
and then we'll maybe reveal what happened afterwards. Yeah. I mean, some people will already know, but. So, I mean, we really noticed, you know, from a gallery perspective, we really noticed we were seeing more and more mental health being recognized, you know, not only through the messages that were coming through, through different exhibitions that, you know, we were receiving as, you know, um, proposals, things like that. It seemed to be really heavily focused on mental health. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it in our streets, in our communities. We're seeing it around the world. And, you know, I mean, and that's, again, I say we take on, you know, those social topics that are relevant to communities. And and if they're uncomfortable, you know, especially especially because we provide that neutral place for conversation. We're not trying to pick a side for anything. We're just trying to present the opportunity to have the discussion. Mm -hmm. And and that's part of that's part of our job. That's part of our mandate is to provide that plus platform for conversation. So so from that, um, we were aware of an artist that had done kind of this community, community-based interaction in creating artwork. And so it was working with with local local members of the community, local artists, to create these masks. We so often present masks to the public that don't speak to who we are or what we're feeling behind right. the mask. Right. And and it just was it was such an interesting way to to bring forward some of that conversation. Yeah. And so with that we we um, partnered up with Social Planning Council who then put us in touch with Turning Points Collaborative and then we brought in this artist, you know, who is an expert in doing this type type of work and she she brings in um, a mental health professional, you know, to work through any feelings that come up related to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so we held these workshops with with some of the, the people, you know, from with lived experience, whether in mental health, homelessness, different things like that. And we had some some creative process in creating these these characters that who they wanted to portray themselves as to the public. It was a beautiful process to watch and see mm-hmm. these artists come together and be vulnerable, but see their excitement in being able to do something for the community, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that the work that they were producing, the story that they were creating was something that they were doing and gifting to the community. The process was just, we were lucky enough to have you guys follow the journey and do a documentary of the project, which which tells it so beautifully. Yeah. And I encourage everybody to to go on to our YouTube channel and take a look at the documentary because it really tells the story of this project. So from there, as you know, you know, not everybody was comfortable either with either with the images or some felt that they didn't want these stories representing who Vernon was. And that's how some people took it. So so it brought up some controversy. It brought up some the, the media took it and ran with it. And and it really created a huge conversation actually not only in vernon but across canada yeah it was national like <laughs> it, it went, did it did <laughs> it stirred up a big discussion yeah it really did and it was so interesting to you know to see the canadian museums association over in toronto listing our stories as part of their content they were putting out and BC yeah. Museums Association and CBC debating it on, you know, I mean, it was, it was popping up everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, so it was obviously an important conversation. Mm-hmm. But what was the conversation? It wound up not only being on mental health, but it wound up being, to me, I think the you know, the biggest thing for Vernon was the Vernon identity mm-hmm. is who is Vernon mm-hmm. now? 
you know, um, because there was so many that were wanting to embrace the progress mm -hmm. that that these murals represented. But there was the others that didn't want to. So so I think this project meant different things to different people. And, you know, in the end, we had different communities reaching out to us, wanting us to bring this to them. In the end, they saw it as Vernon rejecting this body of work, right? right? right. There's so many things that go into that, you know, whether mm -hmm. that's a proper interpretation or not. We were leading into an election. It wound up being an election issue. There was just, there it was, was a perfect just, storm. it was a perfect storm. <laughs> and, you know, which, which, yeah, I mean. And maybe, but you're right, though, maybe it wouldn't have gotten the the press and the exposure and the conversation may not have been as big, right? Mm -hmm. Had it not been timed to come out at that time. Yeah. Mean, the unfortunate side was that you didn't get to put up all those murals all yeah. over town, like as they did in Calgary, with, with which yeah. Katie had done in, in a previous yes. project. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I was excited to see those. And that was the unfortunate side. That was the loss, I thought. But at the other hand, there was the gain was that it got such a reach as yes, far as it the did. conversation. It definitely did. You know, I'm I'm very proud. Mm -hmm. You know, we're yeah. we're we're a small gallery in Vernon and it created uh, that huge conversation. For for, for it to be recognized, mm -hmm. you know, we receive Canada Council funding for that. And so even to receive Canada Council funding, yeah. our application was recognized as quality work, quality exhibition that was worth investing in. Mm -hmm. I'm proud that that, you know, Little Vernon Public Art Gallery was yeah. was able to um, make a mark. You and, should be. Yeah. I'm proud of that too. Like I was really grateful to have been part of that and yeah. to have been, you know, the storytellers behind it in a way where we were brought in yes. originally to just document this cool art project that was happening in, in Vernon and then we were going to have these murals and uh, we had no anticipation of what was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. But for, even for me, you know, uh, I hadn't heard anything about that artist or, mm -hmm. or anything, but being behind the camera and being in the rooms with the participants and seeing them go through the experience, yeah. like it was emotional to watch for me as, as being behind the camera and seeing because uh, we got to interview all of the participants as well before and during the, the disruption in the, pro, in the process. But, you know, and listening to what they had to say was really, yeah, it was very emotional. It was very how much they were enjoying the process yes. of creating. And most of them talked about how in their youth they had been creative people. They had yeah. done art. They had done music. And it, they were, it was really helping them reach back to that time in their life when they were creative and bringing it back to the now and mm -hmm. it was really it was great but it was also heartbreaking to interview them after the you know everything hit the fan and we, they were some there was some pretty bad things said you know and yeah. they were heartbroken about that yeah. Yeah. that was hard to listen to and, um, and 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 it was it was hard you know for for me, from that perspective that, you know, I don't think anybody in our community should have to experience, you know, that, that no. type of type of pushback. So, so that, that was a hard thing for me to see, mm -hmm. um, you know, we need, we need to do better and, and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully opportunities like that are learning opportunities for us as a community. And, and it gets back to that deeper dive again, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know? that spiraled again mm -hmm. 
because of the social media and because of the thin, scary messaging going out there and the deep dive not happening. Mm -hmm. And so so that's why the documentary is great and mm -hmm. and the other, you know, the website that was created from that. And, and that was always being presented as a portion of this project. Right. But it speaks to the importance yeah. of, of people not taking stuff on sur surface value, but do that deeper dive. Oh, well, what is this really about? Yeah, and you gave the public yeah. that opportunity through yeah. that public consultation, yes, which, yeah. re which really required people to come to yeah. the gallery, see the display, because yeah. they were all on display in yeah. the gallery at, in, in a small version yeah. for everyone to look at. <laughs> And to come and ask questions. And, and, and that was what I told everybody. You know, when people are saying, oh, you just want the supporters there. And it's like, no, no. this is your gallery. Mm -hmm. This is a public art gallery. This is your gallery, too. Mm -hmm. And you have every right to come and say no. Mm -hmm. And and we welcomed people however they saw the exhibition. I mean, it was certainly a challenging summer. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> Certainly didn't turn out the way we we had originally had uh, all envisioned it, but yeah, uh, but yeah. like you said, it it did it did its original job, which was to bring up the conversation of mental health, exactly, and how exactly. it affects everyone, and yeah. and how do we see it in our community, mm -hmm. you know, and and from a Vernon point of view, how do we see approaching that and mm -hmm. making it better? Do we want to hide it mm -hmm. or do we want to bring it front and center and move in a positive direction? So, so yeah, I think it certainly achieved having those conversations for sure. Right. And people should go watch that documentary. I, I would agree. I is, think it was well uh, done. It turned yeah. out really well. Well, it's exciting to hear what's moving forward with our community as far as arts and culture, though, goes. There seems to be a, a larger movement to that. Mm -hmm. We talked about earlier about uh, some things about, and this, I think this came up during Behind the Mask, too, and it was about some stereotypes, because I think there were some comments made about, well, the gallery is, the gallery is not, does it get sort of, classified and maybe this comes back to its purpose as a public gallery as opposed to a commercial gallery mm -hmm. is that it's it's not it's not a approachable or it's not a place where people feel comfortable about going they think it's more it's, yeah. it's for the rich and famous or for yeah. you know a different economic status or does it kind of get wrapped I, I think, up in that a little you know bit? i do think there's um misconceptions for sure you know i mean maybe people think of the big national galleries and stuff mm -hmm. and you know for people that haven't typically gone to galleries, I think there is a bit of an intimidation factor there. And that's just from not knowing what to expect, I think. You know, and, and my background was not in the arts. It, it was, like I said, more in the more social business. services, yeah. business, recreation. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the lens that I brought in was like, okay, I am one of those public members. So, so what do we need to do to make it a comfortable place for everybody? Because we are a public art gallery, which means we are for everybody. Right. It's um, by donation. We don't charge a fee. It's by donation when people come in. So we welcome everybody to come in, whether you can make a donation or not. And that it, makes it accessible. It is. Right, it's to sure. totally accessible. And and we have programming for all ages. And, you know, we're always looking for, for feedback. Yes, we have memberships, reasonable memberships, you know, all of the way up to our philanthropy circle members who want to be able to contribute a bit more, you know, so our members get, you know, a few other perks and stuff if they want that. But you certainly don't have to be a member to come because it is for everybody. We change up our exhibitions. You know, we have about five turnovers every year where there'll be new exhibitions coming in in the different spaces. And there's always a little something for everybody. 
And, and it's not always, you know, paintings on a wall. Sometimes it'll be, you know, installation works, video works. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's things that you actually have to interact with. We had this one kind of musical piece that came through. So mm -hmm. you became a part of the artwork as you wound your way through. And so there's lots of really interesting exhibitions that, that come in. So I do encourage people to come in. And if it's your first time, we have somebody at the front desk who's happy to show you around, happy to give you an idea about what the different things are about. I'm just always trying to encourage people to come in. You know, with our busy, hectic life, it's such a peaceful place to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And just, just look at the artwork and ponder, relax, Breathe. you know. I encourage people to come. And it's not a place to be intimidated of. It's not a place for any particular demographic. It is truly um, a public facility. The other facility. thing that you're good at, too, is uh, tying in with um, the schools and mm -hmm. bringing kids and students into the gallery where they get to show art yes. that they make. Yeah. And um, I think what's really cool about that is it not only brings the you know exposure to the gallery and the gallery experience to younger to a younger generation, but their parents then also come yes. to see it, and it may be um, you know groups of people that don't would never walk into the gallery or think about going to yeah. the gallery. I think it's that's a great way to tap into other areas of the community because I know that's when you know our kids went to school here, and our kids, both our kids, went and had their art hung on the gallery yeah. wall, and it's exciting for it, kids. It, it is. And I think yeah. it's a really important step that, that you know, and, and that's maybe where, where the Vernon Public Art Gallery is a little bit different than, you know, some of the larger galleries in the larger areas. We do keep, you know, one of our gallery spaces as more community-based projects, which this would fit into. You know, we think it's really important to be able to provide those young artists with the opportunity to see their work up in a professional art gallery, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so we have it for the elementary school and that's in there right now. And then we're transitioning to the high school. And then following that is then the university graduates. And the nice thing with that is then they can see the evolution of, oh, from here I go to here. And then from there, oh, this is where I get to go. And this is what I get to do, right? That's and it's, um, you know, I think of Corey Dixon. When I think of a young one that started out, you know, had his work in the elementary school shows, had his work in the high school shows. Then he went on to university and we hired him as a summer student. And he started right on the roof. And then he graduated and he got to exhibit his work again as a graduate of UBCO. He is now in New York, just had a huge exhibi exhibition in Los Angeles. Wow. It shows wow. the evolution That's of a, a local story. boy that, yeah. you know. So, so it is important to have those moments in time that, that really inspire our young ones to keep that creative muscle going. Yeah. You know, we all start out being creative. And we tend to lose it as we get older and if, if we don't practice it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's why art galleries are, are super important when we get focused with business, focused with the goals, focused with what we need to do. Our brains kind of get stuck in mm -hmm. in those straight lines. And sometimes we need to come back to that gallery space to remind us to look beyond what we see. Right. And let's open up our minds again and let's think outside the box and think in this other way. 
that's why art galleries are important. And, and some will continue in their creative pursuits and some won't, but then come back and remember where your creative roots are mm -hmm. and experience what we have to offer for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many, so many kids will remember that experience yeah. moving forward, even if they're not a Corey. You know, yeah. but that's a great story. Yeah, I love yeah. that about Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. That's really cool. And you're also infusing other things like live music. Because you guys we do are. Art After Dark, right? Yes. Which brings another sort of uh, experience in the yeah. art gallery to, I think, and I think you are attracting a youth audience, right? So yeah, we're, we're kind of looking at, I mean, it, it's very targeted to, you know, high school, up, mm -hmm. you know, college, university age. Although it winds up being an event for, for all ages, for but yeah. but really it started out as a way for us to kind of build an audience with that population of the community. And we wanted to provide that platform for young emerging people who aren't going to get the opportunity, you know, to do a live gig somewhere and, mm -hmm. and to do, you know, an exhibition yet because they're not at that point. And some that were outside mainstream art and doing very alternative type things. And so we thought, let's take over the parkade. Let's provide this opportunity for young emerging artists to do their thing. The group that started out as Amnestad started out as one of the starting bands and left as a headliner, you know, right, by right, the time right. they evolved out. And, Who is now and Days Are Days Are May, yeah, right? right? So we really are excited about that event in, in providing that, that platform for them. We can't pay them a lot, but we want them to feel that bit of professional, you know, so we'll pay them each an honorarium for being a part of right. creating that event for the community. Every year is a little bit different because it depends who the summer students are and what their background is. Like sometimes people are coming in with a background in creative writing and poetry and, you know, so there'll be a bit of that vibe coming in. Right. Other ones have a background maybe in, in doing some, some video work and things like that. And we just try and bring in different vibes, let the young up and coming artists. I love that. Yeah. So, so it, good. It, it's, it's, it's a great event, you know, for the end of summer, it's a great summer wrap up event and, and just something that we can provide to, to that demographic that, you know, they're saying there's not a lot for us around town. So it's a very affordable event yeah. for them to just come out and have a nice night and yeah. And that's and uh, it's on the roof of a parkade. It's on the reef, roof of the parkade, <laughs> yeah, which which cool... is a, which is amazing. It's and and so you guys cool. took some awesome drone footage oh, last year. Oh, those turnout. And so so, cool. so yeah, so we'll use that in the promotion this year yeah, because yeah. it really But you know, I mean, always having to reach out because it's funny again the number of people that don't know about that event. You know, we would assume that that demographic would because it's been going for 14 years now. Right. But I talked to a girl the other day and no, she never heard of it. So there's always work to do to get the word out there and let people know what's happening. And we have a new, it's called the Crit Club now that we're doing. And it's, you know, again, for the Crit high club, Crit Club. Oh, okay. So kind of critique club yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's for the, the high school age and it's once a month. Come out to the gallery, have pizza, bring your art. And it's an opportunity to share with other artistic people, oh, that's you know, and, and we have our education person there that, that works with them and they talk about their art and make suggestions, look at our exhibitions and get ideas. And it's just kind of a nice social hangout for the kids it's called the Crit Club. So I, oh, encur I encourage high school kids to check it out. Give us a call, find out when it is. And yeah, yeah. Really good. The gallery relies on fundraising. 
Yes, we do. COVID somewhat blew that up. Uh, that was painful. <laughs> so, I mean, you pivoted, right? And you uh, went online and yep. went live, you know, online with yeah. uh, with the art auction. So Midsummer's Eve of the Arts and is coming back or it's back? It, yes, it, it is back. What's happening it is, Midsummer's Eve, it is back. And, you know, it's back in its full, full glory, finally. Yeah. You know, we had to, we had to do a few different just because we do you know we need to fundraise about ninety thousand dollars a year to keep all of our programming going keep all of our staff going and stuff like that so not a lot of people realize that we have to raise that much each year but uh but we do so midsummer's eve is a very very important very important event for the gallery and we really appreciate the support that we got through covid Mm -hmm. we recognize that we had to bounce around with our event a bit, but this year it is back, it is strong, and is it's at Mackie Lake House. So, yay! People, well, yes, yeah. yes. So it's it's always for thirty five years plus. It has always been the third Wednesday in July. So mark that on your calendars, and uh, we're really really looking forward to you know our our great garden party live art art auction it's at, a fun the, it's, it's a, fun it's a event. great event very yeah. fun event yeah there's so. music there's dancing there, there's there's and it's just a wonderful vernon signature event you know what could be more vernon than being in the beautiful gardens yeah. overlooking the lake enjoying art and having fun and that's um, a lot of art yeah. comes through there that's it is off. Like it how is. many pieces do you actually end up auctioning? you know i mean it's a combination of artwork and packages that we get from different businesses and stuff but usually we have about a hundred lot items that Amazing. that go through the two different auctions there Amazing. so it is so much fun and it is you know i mean we get so many great people that support it year after year so i just encourage everybody to come out mm-hmm. and and have fun with us and celebrate art and but good for you for yeah. taking on the the live version of that during covid i mean it was fun yeah, too and yeah, yeah i mean it still was it was a, a learning curve <laughs> you telling me wow I, i'm glad we prepped you for to go on for the chamber one after that but yeah, right. um yeah but but that's what we do that's what we do we're yeah. all about experimenting takes me back to the the big steel box pop-up gallery we did right. oh yeah that's yeah, right that I happened because that's where the flower shop was uh that was. that was where the standalone gallery was yeah. supposed to be and yeah. you know we we brought the okanagan print triennial come it was the first time it was an international competition that's and it was a big deal and it was coming to vernon and it was supposed to be in the new facility <laughs> <laughs> And that wasn't happening. And so six weeks before that exhibition was opening, somebody had the bright idea of let's do a pop-up gallery on the site of where the gallery is supposed to be. And so, and nobody thought it would be done. Nobody thought it could be done. Right. And in six weeks, we got it done. I got, it. I, I got a hold of Big Steel Box and said, will you give us six boxes that, that we can put on this lot? And at the opening reception, he said, I only said yes to her because I didn't think she'd be able to make it happen. And <laughs> I mean, Seriously, that's great. And we did. Uh, Everybody I asked just jumped on board. The city the city idea. said, you, you need a surveyor, and then you need an engineer, and then you need... And everybody just kept saying, yes, yes, that's yes. Right Armstrong Crane come, came on board and craned them all into place, you know, and then an outfit out of Calgary came and created these slide-in walls to hang the art on. It was, oh, it so was cool. an amazing cramped process 
of seeing what can happen when people work together yeah. for a common end result. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, working with Cleo Corbett at the time with the city, we actually wound up going to Creative City Summit, I think it is. That's where mm -hmm. the municipal employees go to, and we actually did a presentation on that project. Mm. Because of the short timeline and what we were able to accomplish, you know, with zero budget. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what's and, great is you brought it to the community, yeah, to your yeah. brought art out. Is that yeah. something you could do more of, like those kind of pop-up things? or And maybe not to that scale, <laughs> yeah. but maybe is it something that you could do as a gallery is do the, do pop-up things like that? You know, I mean, you know, there's, there's always, you know, opportunities to try different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes down to, to capacity and, bu sure. and budget, yeah. for sure. I think once we're settled in the new facility, right. you know, and, and we get operations solidified there and everything like that, then then that will open the doors to to some creativity like that. We'll have the advantage of having some outdoor space that we'll be able to use as well. And so I see all sorts of exciting cool things coming. It really will. It really will. Central. It's gonna be right downtown. Right on the, right on the rail trail that's passing through there, that yeah. greenway that's connecting up to the rail trail. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just going to be an amazing hub. Yeah. For everybody in the community, like I said, the the cyclists, the people out walking, the and and the community as a whole. So it's an amazing time to What's be a part of the gallery. What stage is it at at the moment, actually? So we have architects hired and wow. super excited. If you haven't checked out their website, it's Reverie Architects. They have done iconic cultural buildings all over the world. Wow. Just amazing. So it's really exciting to see that caliber of architect coming to Vernon. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're just lucky because of COVID in that, because they were looking for projects closer to home. So, oh, yeah. So okay, that, that, that was a yeah. gain that we had. So There's a few silver linings coming out of COVID. For sure, for sure. For sure. And so they've been working hard and they're working on some, some massing um, documents and stuff for us right now. So we should be getting that any day. So I'm really excited to, to see the first real output from yeah. them. And yeah. Because yeah. you've had some sort of um, renderings and some concepts. Yes. Really nothing solid, nothing sort of concrete. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, out. so yeah, we are. So this will be the first wow. ones from these guys. And then from there, we'll be doing the deeper dive into the detailed design and, yeah. and really digging in. And so That's things exciting. from here only are going to gain speed as we go. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting for all of us. We talked a little bit about you, your past, but how did you end up in Vernon anyways? How did I end up in Vernon? Yeah. Well, and where did you come from? I actually graduated from Salmon Arm. I'm a lover of the lakes, but I live most of my, my adult life before coming here up in Fort St. John and Grand Prairie. Yeah, it was it was an opportunity. My husband went to work overseas. It was an opportunity to get back here. I always knew that I needed to get back to the lakes, needed to get back to the mountains and stuff like that. Right. I kind of did some research. We looked at Kamloops, Kelowna, here, Salmon Arm. And, you know, my boys were involved with competitive sports, um, competitive swimming up north. We're also in French immersion. So those were the two big things I was looking for. Right. And Vernon had the best mix. So we settled here in Vernon and absolutely love it. It is our home. It feels like we were coming back home, coming here. I mean, I remember playing basketball and volleyball in Seton Gym when I was part of the, you is know, right? the, the Salmon Arm team, the right. Salmon Arm so Jewels. Yeah, and that's, and, uh, and that's the French version school. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's... Uh, 
So it was really interesting, you know, resettling in this area. Yeah, it's it's been really good. That's a bit of my past. I mean, I grew up on a dairy farm in Salmon Arms, so oh, people no probably kidding. don't know oh, I was wow. a dairy farmer. Wow. <laughs> you know so, your way around uh, a cow. I know my way around a cow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Now you've been here, so share with us some of your favorite things, favorite places uh, or activities that yes. you like to do around here. Yeah. You know, I, there's so many, hey? Yeah, I know. I, I just, Honey. I just, we are so lucky no matter where we turn. Yeah. I mean, we're so blessed to be where we are, but um, summertime Cal Lake, anywhere on or on or around Cal Lake just makes, it's my happy place. In the wintertime, the tranquility of going up to Sovereign Lake, whether you're snowshoeing or whether you're, you know, taking the ski trails. Yeah. My girlfriend and I love to go nighttime snowshoeing. Oh, it's fun. just so peaceful. You know, in terms of outdoor pursuits, it's never ending. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just so lucky to have so many opportunities that way. And then in, in terms of arts and culture and stuff like that, I mean, we're getting somewhere, we're getting some investment, we're getting some traction. Mm -hmm. But in spite of that, we have always had such a strong grassroots artistic community mm -hmm. that we live in. I mean, there, there's just so many interesting opportunities to try different things, you know, from Lorna's dance lessons on her deck through COVID yeah. or the jazz club or the different, you know, there's just so many fun little opportunities to in, engage with with um with vernon's unique community yeah it's awesome yeah it's yeah. great well, thanks for sharing that. i think we covered pretty much everything i guess um maybe we maybe if we go back to a little bit of, around you know the gallery's a public gallery mm -hmm. but it is also and it that means it's uh, not for profit Yes, we are. So, we're a registered charity. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, all nonprofits have their challenges. What are some of the challenges you are experiencing from uh, you all of your 14 yeah. years of being there? I mean, I think the big challenges and, and I've had this debate with different different politicians that come to town and stuff like that. I always seem to get pushed into the political side of things mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I just think it's I think it's so important to advocate for for different things to make our community better, right? Mm -hmm. I always feel a healthy community is a well-balanced, well-rounded community. Mm -hmm. And that means that there's investment in all areas of that community. Yeah. You know, you don't sacrifice one area for another area. And when I was challenged by one of the finance, provincial finance ministers once, when he was here talking about their pillars of investment, and I said, okay, now I need to hear about arts and culture. And he's like, well, where do you want me to get that money from? He says, do you want me to take it from the hospitals? Do you want me to take it from here? Do you want me to take it from there? And I said, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. I said, I want- a little bit from everybody. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I want you to take a little sliver from all of these in recognition that arts and culture helps with crime prevention. It helps with mental health. It helps with physical health. It helps with all of those things. So by investing in arts and culture, you are saving money in those areas. And we need to recognize that that's what creating a healthy economy and a healthy community is about. Absolutely. I tend to get a little bit, I go after those things and, and, yeah. and really, really, you know, it's not about sacrificing. You know, everybody's always trying to play the arts against the sports. It's not either or. We need both. both. So, I will advocate for the pool as much as I will advocate for the cultural center. Mm -hmm. My boys were swimmers. 
Right. I recognize that pool does not work for doing swim meets, you know, and that's only one user group for in there. There's so right. many more, right? Um, there's always a bigger story to every facility and what it provides to the community. Well, so I'm glad you said that about arts and culture because yeah. it is, oh, it does tend to be sort of, a, you know, um, a side column or, a, yeah. you know, a line item, but really it isn't. You know, it's an economic driver on its own. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, it provides something for everyone at some level, at yeah. some point in their life. It has done something positive for everybody. Yeah. And I think people forget what is arts and culture. Mm -hmm. They immediately think, oh, a gallery and things like that. But, but if you think of the arts, what is your business? Mm -hmm. If somebody exactly. has a logo, where does that come from? Yeah. That's artistic. artistic. That comes from arts. Any signs that are out there, any video, any TV shows, any any of that stuff. Every that, screen we're watching. That is the arts. Yeah. That is what the art gallery is about, is, is making sure that those artistic people that are out working in the business world mm -hmm. and out doing that have that connection place to come back to and mm -hmm. reconnect with that creativity to then go out there and innovate in their roles within the community. It's an important institution. It is a needed institution. Mm -hmm. It is the heart of the community. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's my passionate soapbox I'm getting on. No, but there I, you go. I love it. It's really good. <laughs> and, and thank you for being that advocate for our community in that arena because we need people to be speaking out and reminding. Like you say, yeah. you're really, you're just reminding them, well, haven't, you know, didn't haven't you experienced arts and culture yeah. and enjoyed it and 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 uh, and felt something felt yeah. something from it and yeah. it, we we do need it and we yeah. need that investment exactly right. yeah no it it just has to be a standard part of what we invest in to make our community the best it can be yeah yeah awesome well this has been awesome I have so enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope we've covered a lot of things and maybe sort of revealed some uh, unknowns for people and, and maybe we get to know the gallery yeah. and you a little bit more. And and I and, always uh, encourage people to come in and, and talk to me. I, I'm always yeah. around. Come in, chat with me. I'm always up for a debate or, or up for clarification if people have questions. So, Excellent. Well, we'll uh, make sure they have the website so they can uh, go check it out and uh, get in contact with the gallery. And thanks, Donna. Awesome. Thanks so much, Heath. All right. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk again.